Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lemetic's Mind. I apologize about the uh, accent at the beginning. I don't even know what accent it was, but, uh, you know, let's go with it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It just, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is approaching. Speaking of Valentine's Day, if you haven't already got your tickets for unconventional love stories presented by Brainstorm happening in Barrie on February 14th, uh, you should probably do that. It's Barry Five Points Theater, Unconventional Love Stories as presented by Brainstorm. So if you haven't got your tickets, uh, why? I would question why. I'd, I'd question everything about your life and the way you think if you haven't already got your tickets. So head over to uh, to the website in the, the city of Barry and uh, grab yourself some uh, tickets for Unconventional Love Stories. February 14th, presented by Brainstorm at the Five Points Theater in Barry. Now that I've gotten that shameless promotion out of the way, um, I, I I felt like today was a good day to talk about romance for a couple of different reasons. One, uh, I had a friend reach out to me and talk to me a little bit about how they've been feeling with relation to uh, their own woes and uh, and sort of self-introspective contemplations towards being single. Uh, they've been single for a little while and, uh, and it's starting to wear on them. They're starting to have, uh, you know, some less than uh, favorable feelings towards it. I mean, Valentine's Day is coming. It can be hard for a lot of people. Uh, I personally hate Valentine's Day, not because it makes me feel uh, bad about being alone, but because for so many years of my life, it was too fucking expensive. <laughs> I mean, my goodness gracious me, it was ludicrous. Oh, bitch, get out the way. Uh, but, you know, there is that. Anyway, um, I I wanted to jump on and talk about a couple of different things. One, uh, just some of the stuff this uh, friend of mine was talking to me about. And I, when I say friend, I'm not using that as like a sneaky anecdotal way to talk about myself. I really do have people that talk to me about stuff. And uh, and the the issues that he was talking to me about, um, I, uh, I, I could relate to, uh, some of the things that th- this guy was saying and it got me thinking about, you know, there's, if he's feeling this way and I have felt that way, there's probably a lot of people out there in the world right now that feel similar, uh, or almost identical things, uh, to, to what he was, uh, talking to me about. But first I will go into a quick anecdotal. Uh, I have spoken briefly, um, uh, maybe not, Maybe not so briefly. I think I've done an entire podcast episode where I talk about my uh, failure towards romance and the intricacies of. Uh, but today, today I went out uh, for a bit of a walk. It was a fairly decent day out. A little bit blustery, but you know, can't can't win them all, right? Uh, I went out to go grab a bagel from this uh, local bagel shop right around my house. They have amazing bagels. Uh, you can get breakfast bagels. You can get like. Uh, you know, BLTs, all get, like they do all kinds of stuff. And they even sell homemade jams there in jars. No sugars, just straight up, uh, you know, fruit thing. I don't, you know what jams are. I don't know why I'm trying to tell you what jams are. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, um, great little place. And I decided to procure a breakfast bagel because I felt like a breakfast bagel. So I, I uh, went in and 
the uh, lady behind the counter or the girl behind the counter was quite fetching. Uh, she was not exactly hard on the eyes. She was, in fact, easy on the eyes. A very beautiful young woman. And uh, her voice, uh, very, very soothing. Uh, just the whole the whole package, folks. She was, she was splendid to be around. And uh, so I found myself smiling and engaging in conversation. And you know what? She was smiling right back. She was making eye contact at me. She was actually, you know, keeping her stare a little bit after finishing a sentence and then continuing on with the bagel. And I thought to myself, Hennigan, did you wake up on the handsome side of the bed this morning, you rascally devil? And I, I could, I, I, this is, it wasn't something that I was just fabricating in my own mind. This was legit circumstantial. This was happening. And, uh, and so I, I rolled with it, you know, I flirt, uh, you know, a little bit. I, I was, I was humorous. I was making her laugh at one point. I made her laugh so hard that she had to stop smearing the bagel because she was laughing too hard. And I, I, you know, the charm was on guys. And, uh, so I felt great. This was amazing. And then, uh, and then her laugh just continued from there. Every time she looked at me, she would giggle and laugh. And I thought to myself that, you know, Hey, this is a pretty good confidence boost for me today. A beautiful woman can barely contain herself giggly wise, uh, in my company. This is a, what a great day. So I left there feeling just on top of the world. Uh, before I left, I turned around to say, see you later. Uh, I said, Sam, thanks so much for the bagel. You take care of yourself. And she laughed and giggled and she says, yeah, you too. And so I left and went back into the world and, uh, walked back to my place and before eating my bagels, I went into the bathroom to wash my hands. And I look uh, after, as I'm drying off my hands, and I look, and I have the world's biggest booger hanging on the tip of my nose. And I'm not exaggerating. This thing could win awards for its sheer size. It looked like a homunculus ninja turtle gripping for dear life on the end of my nose. It looked like a fucking door knocker. And I was like, oh my God, this explains everything. I was not at all charming. She was not at all smitten or taken aback by me. She was trying to figure out how to make my bagel without killing herself laughing because I had this giant pendulum-esque booger hanging from the tip of my... <laughs> yeah, failed, failed romance on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Failed romance to say the very... The very least. Uh, but anyway, going back to what I wanted to originally converse with you guys about. Uh, so my friend uh, reached out to me today. We we're talking a little bit. And uh, and this guy, he's, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Really, really genuine human being. Heart of gold. kind of The kind of guy that sort of has his heart on his sleeve, you know. If he likes you, he'll let it be known. If he doesn't like you, well, you probably don't know who he is because he just doesn't give you the time of day. Uh, but when it comes to members of the opposite sex, uh, you know, just a really genuine, kind, smart, uh, and funny, this guy's got a crazy sense of humor. He's a hilarious, he's one of the funniest people I know in my life. So I can only imagine, uh, that it would be likewise for when he's trying to, uh, put the moves on for uh, a female, uh, friend. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this um, this guy kind of he's had a bad hand when it comes to romance. Uh, you know, he's he was you know had issues where he was seeing this girl. Things were going really well. Turns out she was actually already in a relationship. That wasn't good because he's not he's not about that life. And so when he found out about that, uh, everything kind of came to a head. 
and that stopped for him. And then he started kind of having some trust issues. And then there was another girl that uh, started at his work. It looked like things were going pretty well. They're flirting. Things are going back and forth. And then bam, radio silence. Nothing. She also has a boyfriend. So he uh, he's kind of taken a hit to the old confidence uh, plexus, you know, the old solar plexus, the confidence section uh, of, of his manhood. Um, uh, and I, and, uh, and so he's, 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 he's a bit down, especially with, uh, with the day, uh, fast approaching, um, Valentine's day. It is a day that can be tough for a lot of people. And so we gave, we engaged in conversation a little bit, he and I, and it got me to thinking about, uh, my own feelings towards, uh, feeling lonely and, uh, Valentine's day. Now I've mentioned to you before, uh, that sometimes it's nice just to go to the movies with a friend. That's a girl because the interaction is a bit different. And, uh, I recently did go to the movies with a friend of mine, a very attractive friend. She's, she's striking actually. Um, and, but I mean, we're good friends and, uh, there's, there's never anything more out of that. There's never, it's just not, that's not how, that's not how our encounter in our relationship works just a really good friend. Uh, so I had the, the good fake date experience in the fact that, uh, you know, I, I took some effort into how I looked and uh, the conversation was a little different than what you would have with a guy friend. And so for me, as of the stage in my life that I'm at right now, that works perfect for me because I'm not ready to engage into anything else. The thought of engaging into anything else actually is exhaustive to me. Um, I've tried the online dating thing and not really a big fan of not meeting somebody organically. The the online dating thing is uh, it's it's a it's just weird. It's a weird uh, it's it's a weird engagement. You know, uh, you don't have that voice factor. Uh, you don't have the human element, uh, the connection. You know, you can see a picture, and the picture might look absolutely stunning and fantastic, and then you find out this person is the worst person alive, and you're like, well, that's that's really disappointing. So I'm not a fan of it. I don't I don't like it. Um, and you know, and I'm comfortable right now with being single and, and just focusing solely on me and getting better and getting more regimented into having a normal or normative, uh, life where I can actually maybe sleep through the night where I can get up on time. I got up a little late today because I, I was unable to sleep until about six thirty this morning. And then, uh, construction on my neighbor's, uh, apartment, uh, they're renovating it. That started at around nine. And so I was awake from nine till about 10. I was able to fall back asleep just from sheer exhaustion. And then I was up by about 12. So not a lot of sleep overall, uh, pretty tired still. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay in just being really selfish right now. If just focusing solely on me, on getting better on, on the book, uh, working on my, my personal biography, a memoir, if you will, uh, if it's, maybe that's, I don't know what we call it. A book that I'm writing. Let's just call it that. Um, I'm cool. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that stuff right now. Uh, but you know, do I miss relationships? Do I miss the uh, you know having somebody with their head leaned against my chest as we watch a movie? Absolutely, I do for sure. Yeah, um, it's tough not to miss those things because those things help you feel connected and close to someone. And who doesn't want to feel close and connected? You know, I think it's a human. Uh, default setting to want to feel close and connected to another human being. And when there's an attraction level there and a comfort level there, those things are great. So yeah, of course I miss that aspect of things. Um, but, you know, and sharing a bed with somebody, I'll tell you this right now. If you've been in a relationship for a while 
and then and it, maybe it's coming to an end or maybe it's just ended and you think how the hell am i going to sleep in a bed alone I, like it feels so weird i give it 6 months and all of a sudden that bed is going to feel like absolute heaven cuz you can starfish you can sprawl you can diagonally sleep if you want to it doesn't matter and it is absolutely amazing. nobody snores by the way there's nobody snoring beside you right or getting really sweaty or having ice cold feet there's none of that there's none of that it's all it's it's an amazing oh it's amazing folks you will you will trust me you will enjoy it it's it's lovely <laughs> but is it nice to share a bed with somebody yes of course of course it is you know like i said i think default setting we're built to want connection we're built to want people humans don't do alone very well um, and so I, I get the yearning for relationships. I, I get it. There's times where I sit down and I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to, to have somebody, but then I think there's, that's an impossibility for me now because of, because of how I am. I'm just, it's an impossibility to meet somebody that's going to be able to handle my brand of crazy. And I'm, I'm putting crazy in quotations, um, because I'm trying to be kinder with terminology as it relates to myself. But uh, what I'm saying is it's going to be tough for me to find someone that is going to be able to handle the complexities uh, and intricacies of how I need to live, uh, how I need to enter a restaurant, how where I need to sit in a restaurant, how where I need to sit in the movie theaters, how I, I might not be able to go outside in that exact moment. You may have to give me a half hour. There's things and elements that are at play that uh, I feel in my mind, when I envision entering into a relationship with somebody, I just don't think that it's something that's going to happen for me with relation to somebody um, being able to tolerate that or handle that. That's just that's just me. Um, but uh, as as this conversation between me and this friend was evolving. And I was reading uh, some of what he was saying. I was like, you know, yeah, I get it. I, I yeah, I get it. I. Uh, I fully get that. I can, uh, I, I fully feel a lot of those same things, those, those yearnings for connection that, uh, you know, that, that lust to have somebody, uh, around you. And of course the physicality of being a young guy, you know, uh, you know, my, my mind is broken, not my penis. Right. So, <laughs> although actually that's not entirely true, uh, depression really plays a lot of, uh, a lot of havoc on one's libido. Uh, so I think that's another reason why I'm, I'm really comfortable with being single because it's just not a focus point for me right now. Uh, I'm happy in thinking about being selfish and thinking about getting better. Uh, I'm not happy as a person in general overall, but I'm working on it and I'm okay with that. Um, but in being, you know, in, in thought being young single guy, you know, the, the thoughts of having those encounters are great. I'm me subjectively. I'm not a big one night stand person. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. But if I'm sleeping with somebody, I'd like there to be some sort of comfortability, uh, some sort of familiarity and, uh, and that the connection thing that happens in that arena. Uh, that's sort of how I view it. And, uh, from what I was extrapolating from, from what he was writing to me, I think he feels very much the same way. He, he's, not so much in just for the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. He he really wants something a little more genuine, a little more substantial than that. And uh, and in that regards, I feel for him because I think a lot of us feel that. And especially in, in on days like Valentine's Day that promulgate this 
you know, fantastical ideology that we're all supposed to be together in love and, you know, Cupid's arrow. Hey, you just, hey, it's amazing. You found someone. Uh, that's not really, it's not how the world really works. Uh, it's just not. Um, it's great for commercialism for sure. Uh, but that's about it. Um, me personally, uh, like I said before, uh, I don't necessarily believe in monogamy anymore. Not in the fact that I don't think it's a great idea. And if it works, it works for you subjectively. But I think overall, it's just not a, it's just not a sustainable model. And I, I think the evidence is plethoric. Uh, out there for us to uh, to to take a look at, um, but uh, you know, with with Remembrance Day or Remembrance Day with Valentine's Day coming, um, I I definitely feel a lot of empathy for for this guy for a friend for this friend of mine because um, it, it not only in the days leading up to said day, uh, he works in a in a pretty uh, public environment where. Uh, that kind of stuff is is promulgated pretty heavily, uh, and it pervades almost every aspect of of where he works. Uh, he works in a in an industry that uh, caters to romance, romance, uh, and and people coming in uh, for that specific uh, environment. So he's sort of inundated with it, and in having this already low view of himself and lieu of his circumstance, it's got to be a really tough day. Uh, and a tough, tough few days leading up to it. And, uh, I've been in a, I don't, I don't want to compare my self to him because that would invalidate what he's going through, what he feels. Uh, but just to add an anecdotal, um, as a way of, uh, connecting to what he's saying or what had, what he has said to me. Um, you know, I've, I've felt very much the same way, um, in feeling, you know, inundated with all the imagery of love and romance and then feeling completely disconnected from it because I was so hopelessly alone. And, uh, and it's tough. It really like for, especially if you have depression already as a, you know, as, uh, as, as that, you know, water on, on simmer on, on the back burner, um, it can, it can be really tough. And, uh, some of the, like for me, um, this is going to be my, fr- I, I, everything is a first for me, uh, as it relates to sobriety. Uh, this is going to be a first, um, Valentine. I don't know why I keep saying Remembrance Day. Like they're not even close to being related. And one is actually real and the other is just for money. So, um, but, uh, you know, for me, this, this is my first Valentine's Day sober. Um, and to be honest, I kind of just want to take myself out on a date and I think that's okay. I, it sounds weird, but it, I think because I mean, ultimately, this whole myth that gets that gets sent around in movies where two halves meet, you know, fifty percent woman, fifty percent man, or man man woman woman whatever, uh, they meet and they become whole. You complete me, all right? Thanks, Tom Cruise. Appreciate that. Fucking Jerry Maguire. Um, I it's a dangerous thing to th- I I think. I think when to be healthy, and really, I think two whole people need to meet. Two whole, uh, complete entities need to meet, and if they find some mutual benefit in being together, fucking Bob's your uncle. Great. But if you show up as half a man or half a woman or whatever, and you show up into that situation thinking and hoping that the other person is going to complete you, that means that you're relying 50% of your life is dependent upon this other person 
and vice versa. And in my opinion, that is just doomed to fail or end in catastrophe because you can never rely on anybody else for your own fulfillment and happiness and joy and contentment. You just can't. You can, It has to be up to you because you're the only one who lives inside your head. No one else. You know, you are the one who is in charge of you. Nobody else. Everything that you feel and do is up to you. You know, we can't control what happens around us. So therefore we can't control people around us, but we can control how we feel and how we act. And if you're waiting for someone else to come in and, and fix you, like I, I had this fantasy for a long time where I'd be sitting forlornly at the bar and I'd have a whiskey glass in my hand, hearing the, the, the rocks jingle against one another as the ice begins to melt into the whiskey and, and that smoky haze of, uh, of that brass colored drink. Uh, fading in and and getting a little more diluted in the, in the melting water, and and I would I'd be sitting there and I'd have this woman just walk up and see past all my bullshit, see past all my pain, all my trauma, look right in my eyes and say, "Hi," and in that one magical moment, everything would be okay. I'd know that I'd be fine. She'd be there to help me through anything and she would just want to be with me. And that was this, this fantasy that I used to live by for a long time. And it's a dangerous fantasy. It's not a healthy fantasy. It's not, it's, it's not at all. And it's not a romantic fantasy. It really isn't. It's I'm waiting for a savior. And when you're waiting for a savior, then you're missing all the cues that you could possibly grab onto to save yourself, you know? And, and it's, it's something that I've I've started to separate away from, not just because I've stopped drinking and therefore I don't frequent the bars as much as I used to, but because I don't I don't want anyone to save me. I don't think that it's possible for anyone to save me. I certainly don't think that a woman is going to come in and and make me feel a hundred percent better. I don't think that's a thing at all. You know, uh, I was with somebody for seven years, and yeah, the juxtaposition of being in in a marriage and owning a home and having cats and dogs and cars and vehicles and careers to being where I'm at now living in a studio apartment barely being able to sleep through a night and having um you know PTSD anathematize itself within my daily life is quite stark but it's uh it's it's something that I'm starting to learn to navigate uh on my own I'm starting to have some mastery over how I feel and how I react to certain things and I think if there's anything that I could hope to uh, pass on to this friend of mine is that everything passes. Everything is ephemeral. You know, the, the bad feelings that come, the, the feelings of loneliness, the feelings of isolation, the feelings of uh, unworthiness and the feelings of, of just not being good enough and the feelings of, of being, you know, not handsome, whatever, those things pass, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that because, it's not that I feel handsome. I certainly don't. I've, I've said it a few times. Uh, I have a perfect face for radio. And that's true. But the thing is, I can't change how I look. I just, I was born this way. I can't, you know, like, there's nothing I could do to, yeah, it's, it's not a thing. So I have to just be comfortable with who I am and how I look. And in doing that, I start to be able to kind of get through the swamp of, of feeling not good enough. You know, you can walk every step forward or every step is a step forward. And, uh, you know, to, to, to be able to have some of that control over, over those feelings that come and go, um, it feels pretty good and it feels somewhat empowering because when those feelings do come and they do come, 
you know, the, the feelings of unworthiness and not being not good enough. Of course they come, you know, like on the 14th, when I'm going to this theater, um, I'd love nothing more than to have like a date in the audience, like a woman that loves me and, and is supportive of me and is looking at me through eyes of adornment. You know, of course I'd love that. That would be amazing, but I don't need it. I don't need it in order to feel fulfilled in that day. You know, I've already done what I need to do in order to feel fulfilled. You know, I've, I, I went through the act of, uh, symbolically buying my mom a ticket for the event. And I've asked that there be a reserved sign on the seat so that on my very first public engagement with people telling a story, and that story happens to be about my mom, that she is there in the audience. And that's who I'm reading to. That's to me, that's completing my event. Not, not the idea of having a woman there that I, the, the figurative woman that I just mentioned a couple seconds ago, but the, the things that I'm doing for myself are what are getting me through these somewhat prickly times, you know? And I, I think it's everything he's feeling is completely normal, by the way, you know, everything, everything he's feeling with relation to feeling lonely and to feeling, you know, unworthy and, and, and having these sad uh, moments come in and, and feeling, you know, like feeling like that all these people he meets are either with, in, with relationships already, or they, or he's just not good enough. So therefore they find a, a relationship. Those, those are all normal things to feel contextually, but it doesn't mean that that's, uh, that's what's true. It doesn't mean that that's what's, that's what's happening. It just means that circumstantially, it's just, that's not the person that you're going to be with. That's, that's all that means. And it sucks at the time. Of course it does, because we don't see the other person that we haven't met yet, right? We we don't know who we haven't met yet. You know, if you would ask me six months ago uh, that I would have met all of these amazing people as part of the collective of Brainstorm and said, hey, you're going to have some great relationships. You're going to meet a girl or a woman uh, named Catherine that's going to give you hugs and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you feel 100% better on a day that you really need one. I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. That's not a thing. That doesn't happen. Uh, or you're going to find people like Natalie and Heather and Courtney and uh, and Zoe and all these other people, Michelle, uh, and, and all these other people that tell you that it's just, just how great you are. And even though I think they're insane for saying things like that, I am appreciative that they think that. I'm happy they think that because I said it a long time ago, even though I don't believe it, other people do. And until I get to believe it, I'll let them, I'll let them believe it for me. And then eventually maybe I'll catch up. Right. But I have to give myself that time. I have to give myself that ability to get there. And when it comes to Valentine's day, which is going to be tough for people in these mindsets, it's going to be tough for me too. You know, I, I'm going up to uh, Barry for this uh, speech and I'm bringing a, a good friend of mine, Danny, with me. And uh, Danny's a great guy and no offense to Danny, but I'd much rather be there with, with you know, uh, this figurative woman that loves me. And why? Just because that's <laughs> that's just like, it's a great thought. Uh, I guess actually it sounds kind of bad. I'd rather be there. Um, I, 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 I like the thought of being there with a woman. But the fact that this guy, Danny, I mean, he's willing to come up with me um, and, and take this day. I think he's taking a day off fucking work to come up there. Uh, Danny, if you're listening to this, by the way, thank you. And that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, and it, which also means that he got tickets, by the way, for brainstorm revolution, uh, unconventional love story. So Barry 14th at Barry five points theater. <clears throat> uh, 
Shameless plug. I don't know. I I think uh, amidst all the chaotic rambling that I've um, that I've been that I've been spewing uh, throughout these twenty some minutes, um, basically uh, you can't. Nobody else gives us worth. Nobody else. Uh, only only us. It's only us that gives us worth. Whether you're married or not. It's not that other person that gives you worth. It's not that other person that makes you whole. You're whole already. You're worthy already. That person just wants to be around you because you're whole and because you're worthy, right? And that's, I think that's something that we need to promulgate a lot more of. You know, it's not two halves meeting. It's two healthy, whole, complete individuals meeting and making and enriching their lives together. And I, I think that would be something much more healthy and much better to to throw out into into the into the ether of the romantic realm. And um, as far as as far as my buddy goes, like I, I don't know if you're going to hear this episode. Uh, I don't even know if you listen to the podcast. To be completely honest, uh, but if you do hear this, dude, you are worthy. You are, and because these situations didn't work out with these women, that doesn't mean that you're not. You know, it, it doesn't reflect on you because they didn't work out, right? I mean, like, of course, circumstantially, it takes, you know, we're we're involved in, in certain aspects of things working and not working. But I mean, if this woman had, had a boyfriend already and she was seeking your attention and then, you know, and then all of a sudden it didn't work out and now she's back with boyfriend, you don't want, that's not the kind of woman you want anyway, because she's not looking for you. She's looking for what you can do to satiate her needs and desires and wants, and that's not somebody that you want to be with. You want to be with somebody that's already satiated. You want to be with somebody that already has their desires and wants met. You just want to be with somebody that wants to experience what you have to offer and vice versa. You know, it's, and I, I like to think that as the years pass and, and I get to where I'm supposed to be, that maybe then I'll meet somebody that, that I feel worthy enough and think is, you know, a crazy that I can tolerate. <laughs> sorry that's a jab i'm sorry ladies i had to throw it in i've always said i think you girls are crazy guys are assholes girls are crazy it's a hyper generalization and i'm just joking kind of <coughs> um anyway that's uh I, I, that's kind of where i'm at right now with relation to romance and valentine's day um i feel bad because this i can see my friend in pain i can see that this guy is, is hurting. I can, you know, he's, he's typing words to a screen and they look like droplets of blood. You know, he is just, he's bleeding onto the screen, uh, with things that he's feeling and experiencing. And I feel bad because whenever you see a friend or a brother that's in pain, you want to be able to take it away. And, uh, there's, there's nothing I can do to take that away. But what I can do, brother, is tell you that you are loved. And I know it's a different kind of love and it's probably not the love that's going to, uh, I'm going to use the word again, satiate. It's not going to be the word that, that's, that completes you, on Valentine's Day or the days leading up to it, but you are loved, man. I love you. You know, you are one of the funnier people that I know in my life and your kind hearted uh, soul and, and your support of me is uh, truly, truly invaluable to me. I sincerely do love you. You know, uh, you're, you're a member of my family and I mean that. Uh, so if you do happen to come across this, I hope that you were able to make it to the 30 minute mark and hear that message. Cause man, you are truly, truly loved. And as for the rest of you out there, who might need to hear it or haven't heard it enough, you're loved too. Truly you are. It doesn't feel like it some days. It really doesn't. I, I fully get that. I 
there are days that I just want to stay in bed and um, there are days that I, I don't feel worthy of anything. And, uh, and in those days, I just have to trust in those around me that do feel that I'm worth it, that do feel all the things that I can't in, in this moment. I just have to trust that they feel that way for a reason and it will help me get to the point in my life when I agree with them. That's all I can hope for, right? I don't have all the answers. I'm just a guy who's trying to figure shit out too. That's it. That's all I'm doing here. And, uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful that um, any of my random shenanigans uh, and, and musings that I spew forth onto this microphone, including stories of tremunculus boogers on the end of my nose, helps in some small way. <laughs> also, Bagel Girl, if you randomly happen to come across this, uh, this podcast and, and uh, any of this sounds reminiscent to you, I just want you to know one thing. The bagel was absolutely delicious. Thank you. That was good. It's really good. <laughs> guys, that's it for me. I'm out. I got nothing else to say. I'm just going to keep rambling. Otherwise, you guys take care of yourselves. You be well, be safe. Above all, be warm. And as always, keep talking to each other. 